0: For more information on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.whyagain.com. And now your co-host, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. To the brightness within you, and the truth that is rooted within me. Hello, welcome to Mind
1: Shifters Radio. Today is October 28, 2015. I'm Michelle Pache, filling in for Jeannie, and I'm here today with our host, Dr. Michael Rice. Thank you for joining us and investing your time in the process of healing. If you'd like to participate in the show today and have a comment or question, please call us at 646-200-4169. Press 1, and it puts you in the queue to talk with our host. Now let's welcome Michael on the conversation of Aramaic Forgiveness.
2: Delighted, young lady. We are actually driving down the road. Jenny's driving as I'm doing the show, and thank you for uh, for taking the helm with the uh, control panel. And just want to check and see what the noise level is like. If this works all right, to uh, to continue. It's rough, Michael. Say again. It's rough. It's
1: rough. And what do you
2: think? Okay, he's gonna put
1: his headset. He's gonna put his headset on.
2: We'll do it differently then. How's that? Is that better?
1: I think so. What do you think, Tim?
3: Well, keep talking a bit, Michael. Okay, we'll talk a little bit. And uh,
2: just uh, just give me one second here. Uh, We had it going through the radio, and the radio
4: doesn't want to turn
2: off.
4: Oh, there it goes. Uh, see, Justin. Excuse
2: our noise here. Now that the uh, radio has grabbed the Bluetooth
3: signal, it doesn't want to give up. It's on the phone. That should do it. There. We should be back now. How's that? I think that's quite doable.
2: Okay. Good. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you for, uh, for taking the helm, and uh, thank you, Tim, for being there as backup. It uh, certainly makes our lives easier, and welcome, everybody, to our discussion on first century Aramaic forgiveness and looking at depth into this whole process of forgiveness. Last night in our support group here at Heartland, we worked on uh, uh, codependence uh, principles and had a really powerful discussion on codependence. And uh, as we were looking at worksheet material, one person came up with the idea, and I don't know if uh, if maybe uh, he's on the show. Uh, is there a 417 there with your hand up, uh, Michelle?
1: Not right now, Michael, but we'll watch for it.
2: Okay. Okay. So one of the things that came up was, well, you know, I start doing worksheets, and then I get down to the punishment thought. And I find that I don't have a punishment thought, so I figure, why bother doing a worksheet? Because I've got no punishment here. There's no issue. And that led to some discussion. And lo and behold, what turned up was that the power person dynamic was you are never allowed to be anything but nice. You're not allowed punishment. You're not allowed to raise your voice. You're not allowed to be angry. You just, you're just, you just not allowed to do it. So here's a gentleman Sixty some years later uh still having difficulty touching into what's under the surface until hostility raises his head and so I kind of took that into meditation after that discussion last night it was it was pretty uh pretty sweet support group, pretty powerful discussion and what became clear to me the guidance that I got on that point uh uh this morning in my early hours uh was that you know, punishment is not a necessary component of the wake-up sheet process. That's, that's not what it's all about. If there's punishment and healing punishment, it's great. It's a, it's a nice thing to have happened, and to get free of. But the purpose of the worksheet is not to heal punishment. Again, a nice side benefit. The purpose of the worksheet is to recognize and re- that I've given away my power, and I've given away my power... To a hidden part of my own mind. The part of my mind that I've dissociated from, and I dissociated by blaming someone else, you made me mad, is I turned my power over to those brain cells that construct the reality that you're the problem in my life. So now my power is hidden from me, and I perceive it because my brain is constructing a reality about you, that you're the one with the power, and I have none. And as long as I walk around in that belief, I'm going to tend to live in a codependent world. I'm going to tend to have difficulty getting free of that internal dynamic. And so the idea of the worksheet is to collapse the the, the reality constructed out of dissociated content. And for those who might be new to the show, we define denial in this work as thinking, or speaking as though someone outside of me is the cause of something inside of me. When I live in denial, when I say, you made me mad, my brain has to follow the instructions and construct a reality that shows me that you made me mad. And I will really believe that reality because I've been taught my whole life to believe what my mind tells me. i got some really good news for you. Probably... At least 60% of what your mind has told you your whole life has been a lie. At least 60%. Now you say, Michael, how could that possibly be good news? That's terrible. No, that's awesome news because now you know it. You know, I've I, I've posted uh, several times. It's probably time for me to post it again on my Facebook page. The, uh, the video of a, a dog that is being let outside and the the main door is open and and there's a, a place where there was a screen or a glass door, but that door is closed. However, the screen or the glass, whichever it was, is gone. And the dog stands there and won't go through the open door. It'll wait, it'll wag its tail until its master opens the door that has no glass in it. The owner, actually, it's kind of funny, uh, and I'll, I'll post that video later today if you want to have a look at it. And I, my uh, we, uh, Facebook page is MJ underscore R-Y-C-E, or pardon me, JM underscore R-Y-C-E. It's actually Jeannie and Michael underscore R-Y-C-E. I'll post that later today, but it, it's really hilarious because the owner, when the dog comes back to get in the house, he stands there waiting for him to open the door that isn't there, you know, without any glass in it. And the owner steps out through the frame that's empty, of course, demonstrating to the dog that it could just walk in the door, and then opens the door, and then the dog will walk through the door. And so when we believe something that isn't true, we're kind of in the position of that dog. There are doors and windows and relationships and situations that we won't walk through in a new way because the old reality is lying to us and convincing us that what it's telling us is the truth. And the truth is, it's not the truth. So when I deny, I dissociate. What I dissociate from, then somebody triggers in me and I construct a reality, a picture, that has me convinced that they're the problem in my life. And when I hold that as true, the problem in my life is locked into the underpinnings of that construct in my mind. But I have no access to it because I hold to the belief that it's you that's the problem in my life. The beauty and the power of the forgiveness process, and this is the whole key to the process, or the whole purpose of the process, there are very many corollary benefits, but this is the primary one, is that when I collapse my construct, my lie, it collapses in on itself and I get to drop into the part of my mind that holds the pain, the trauma, the turmoil that I'm blaming you for. And when I drop into that and bring with me the active presence of love, drop in there as the presence of love, which is, in essence, step four in the worksheet. then what happens is that power that I've hidden from myself in that dissociation Created content becomes mine again and i'm back to being empowered i don't have to function out of rage because i don't feel threatened at every turn because i've healed the internal part of me that holds threat and so i can stand in my power because i've reclaimed it you know a lot of people say well i'm powerless he's got the power she's got the power they've got the power he's got the power they've got no you have today as much power As any human being who has ever lived, you have an equal quantity of that. If it seems that it's not available to you, it's not available to you because you live in denial and you hide your power from yourself. So the real purpose of the worksheet is to collapse the lies and recapture our power, heal the parts of us that hold painful energies, Remove those parts. Remember, the word forgive means remove. It doesn't mean let off the hook. Remove those parts, be freed from them, and reclaim the power that was always ours but was wrapped up in the hidden part of our minds. And so I thank that uh, that conversation last night uh, for the fact that we got to, uh, to get, a, at least for me, a new clarity on the game of forgiveness. Tim, does that resonate anything for you? Any thoughts, additions?
3: I was chewing and swallowing so I didn't choke.
2: Yes. It's a good thing to, to keep your throat clear.
3: Yes, and so we had a similar kind of a situation last night where in our support group somebody got triggered by something that was being said and we we stepped back and talked about please try to remember we see this from so many different... There's Harvard research that you quote. There are people who have talks on YouTube, on, on on TED, about showing how many trillions of bits of data are hitting our senses in each moment. And the tiniest, tiniest fraction of 1% of that is what we use to make up our internal experience or what you would call reality. So please... Keep working at realizing, at observing how what you're seeing that you think is outside of you is almost entirely an internal construct. And we all do it all the time. And one of our biggest tasks in this work is to wake up to the fact that that's what's happening, to learn to observe that when I look out through my eyes and when I hear something through my ears, and the next moment I have an experience of anger or fear, that's not being caused by what I just think I heard and saw. it's being caused by my past experience, my beliefs, and we had somebody in the we had a couple of people in the group last night that got triggered by several things and had very strong emotions come up. And our job was to help them understand, to tap into the fact that, in the first place, what they thought they heard isn't what was actually being said. And in the second place, even if it was identical to what, you know, if what had been said was identical to what they thought, that wasn't causing their upset or their fear or their sadness. And I was working with a woman this morning who walked into the realization through some of our experiential work this morning, that she holds a belief that says if she allows herself to stay happy, in two years' time she will be destitute. She'll be homeless. And she has drawn in her mind a cause-and-effect relationship between her allowing herself to be happy now and being homeless in two years. Now, The actual data, she can collect data about how much money she needs and what she's bringing in and what she's spending and and projections of how, if nothing else changes, she's going to not have enough money to keep living independently in, in X number of months. But that's independent of the fact that she's holding a belief that says, it's my happiness... I enjoying my life today that's going to cause me to be homeless in two years' time? Completely an internal construct, completely false cause-and-effect relationship, and it's driving her emotions and her behaviors day to day. And through the forgiveness process, when she gets in and uncovers that part of her that is making this bizarre connection, complete fantasy, and dismantles it, everything changes. Her whole view of her life situation today and the future changes in a heartbeat. So yes, it's resonated a few brain cells for me. And we had another wonderful group last night. We watched the second, actually the last two-thirds of communication. Did you hear what I think I said? And we handed out the responsibility communication worksheet, and we had somebody talk about how, This is a real problem because what if you're married to somebody or what if you're in a relationship with somebody or a work life with somebody who doesn't want to participate or who every time you get to step one or two in the healing through relationships, I'm sorry, the uh, communication, did you hear what I think I said, worksheet, and you're trying to communicate responsibly, they interrupt you and tell you how you're all wrong when you're trying to describe the situation that just happened. So we had a very lively discussion about all of that, and then the people that got triggered and more discussion, and it was one of those rare evenings where we didn't actually get to a reality management wake-up sheet. But it was a lovely group.
2: Yeah, it sounds like it was powerful, and it was the same with us. The discussion went so deep that we didn't get to the sheet, but uh, it was it was really sweet and really powerful. And uh, if if you're out there... And you don't have support in doing this work. You don't need to be an expert in order to facilitate a support group. All you need are some DVDs, watch them, and begin to do worksheets together. It's, yeah. Pretty amazing. And we're driving along here, and there is a white, a huge, probably about two and a half foot uh, wing spread, a white-tailed hawk that just flew over us here. Pretty cool. Anyway, Michelle, do we have anybody in the uh phone queue with a hand up or anything happening in the chat room for us to be aware of?
1: Uh, nobody has a hand up right now, and in the chat room, just some like uh comments about the topics that you guys are reflecting on. Michael, when you um when you say hawk and you say it's pretty cool, you said hawk and it resonated brain cells that uh, that have hostility because the uh, hawks have destroyed my chickens over the years chronically. And so when I see hawks, I, I uh, feel the upset.
2: Sounds like a perfect worksheet topic. It does.
1: Um, we had a, a really nice support group last night as well. And um Tell us about it. Well, Tim just referenced the the wake up sheets and um I guess this goes back to probably Tim that October fourteenth, that Wednesday show, um, as I recall, I think it was that one when you were coaching your mind shifter support group um through that process of victim and identif- and, and being triggered by the word and then He had a phrase, something like, and then we'll just wipe out that disintegrative energy. And, you know, somehow that tickled my brain and and, uh, sort of simmered back there. And uh, the following week, when I was with Tony, I was probably uh, crabbing about the worksheet or bemoaning the fact. And... Now we have to call it a wake up sheet, and I thought it was a reality management sheet, and this is the, you know, and, and like yeah, well, this should be like a wipe out sheet, you know, because Doctor Tim said you wipe out the stuff. So, for some reason, in that moment, I got the um, idea, and I followed through with it, and I um, returned this week with uh, a set of five double sided, 110 pound cardstock weight worksheets printed off and then laminated and I had gone to the uh, office store and got some dry waste markers fine point and a little bottle of spray and a little eraser and now the the sweeping motion of this smooth marker on this laminated surface and, and blowing through worksheets like I think we did I think I sold eight back and forth back and forth back and forth last night just me and Tony and um, we we're having a hoot. So, I've um, I've known that I've been worksheet phobic, resistant, let's say. And so um, I told him, you know, it feels like maybe I'm ready for him more now. I guess I focused on breathing and mind shifters and other of the all the the above, and kind of scared clear of the worksheets. I would I would do them, but not like the Committed five a day for forty days, but this um this game I've kind of made out of it with wiping out my negative emotions has inspired me, I guess. So I just wanted to share that.
2: Cool. So uh, two things. One, uh, maybe we could call it the Wake Up Wipeout Sheet because it does wipe <laughs> out hostility, fear, rage, guilt, grief, pain, trauma, and trauma. That's that's the idea. And sometimes the uh, the process is so, quote, unquote, physical, the energy that moves, moves on such a deep cellular level that it can leave you feeling, you know, lower than a snake's belly. That's uh, definitely a piece, a part in the, the healing process, for sure. And, uh, and, and then the second thought I had was, so am I hearing that you've made a, a renewed commitment to do five worksheets a day for the next 40 days? Oh, so,
1: well, I actually did make a renewed commitment to my mind shifter group um in September um after summer was over and kind of recommitted to um, you know being there every every week, so I am recommitted, and can I recommit to five a day uh, what would that look like uh, who you know i I don't know that i I would need accountability partner on that one.
2: Well, I bet you there's somebody who would raise their hand and be happy to be your accountability partner on that one to support you in doing that and probably join you in, in doing that process. I think if uh, if we put that out, maybe somebody who's on the phone line now or somebody who's listening to the show would call in and be willing to, uh, to be your support person in that. And what does it look like? And, you know, one of the other conversations that took place last night is that, when we go into resistance and we don't want to do it, what it is we don't want to do is deep in contact with our own unconscious material. And, you know, the the person that we were doing this Cody Pennis discussion with last night said, yeah, well, you know, but then I come across this situation and, you know, my mind just blows up and everything's raised. and, uh, And, you know, this just doesn't work. It just can't, you know, it just doesn't work. I've tried to get rid of it. It's like, yeah. So when have you done Five a day for forty days, eighty days, hundred and sixty days a year, two years, five years. Patrick Quinn, who we talked about yesterday, is just over eighteen years of doing five or today and here's what happens you know the 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 guy who says, "I want to be the world weightlifting champion doesn't go into which is what this person was in essence saying, doesn't go into the competition room and pick up the 1,200-pound weight and win the championship. He doesn't do that. He goes into the gym every day, and he works hard, and he works hard, and he works harder the next day. And maybe in a year, when he's in that big deal competition, he'll win. But the person who says, well, you know, that's just little stuff. I don't bother with that. Then they come across the big issue, and they they haven't developed the skills or the habit and, Magda made a really good point last night. They haven't developed the trust in the process to do that. But the reason for suggesting people do five a day is because it's a skill-building process. It's a trust-building process that you do. Even though you're working on seemingly silly little things, it builds the brain cells so that when you do come across the big challenge, you've got the brain cells, you've got the practice to to move in that direction. You know, I've shared this before but Terry Bowling has uh had shared with us on the show when he when he first came to Heartland he he was challenged to do one worksheet a day for ten days. He did it. And he was supposed to read five five minutes a day in the why is happening to me again book. So he did that. Then the next challenge was five a day for forty days and fifteen minutes a day in the Y book. So he did that. And he then continued to do that for the full two years that he was at Heartland. He called us when, you know, the day he was finished his projects and he was leaving Heartland, heading to Asheville, he'd spent the night in a hotel, and he called us in the morning, and here's a guy who, you know, he shared with us that, you know, the only reason his father came home from prison when he was a kid was to beat him up. That's the kind of life he came from. And here he is calling the show saying, Michael, I just woke up this morning, and every cell in my body is just totally, completely filled with love. Now, that's a process that he produced a result with. There isn't anybody who says, well, I'll do a worksheet here and there when I feel like it. that two years down the road or two months down the road or 10 years down the road, is going to be able to wake up and say, every cell in my body is filled with love. And Terry, when he got back to Asheville, you know, he'd been in the process of the divorce and his former wife was there and his two children. They'd, they created an amicable cooperative divorce and, I forget exactly what the time frame was, but it was a couple of months later that Terry called in and said, I'm, I'm just seeing such shifts from the five worksheets a day that I'm doing. I just want to commit myself. I want to put it out there. I'm upping my commitment to 10 a day. And, you know, it's, it's just the process works. And, and in order to have the skills to do what it supports you in doing, it means ongoing practice to develop those skills, those brain cells, and the trust in the process that will carry you through the next layer. So we hold the space, and uh, has anybody put a hand up that's just jumping up and down saying, I want to be your accountability partner. I want to support you.
1: Um, We do have a hand up. Um, You know, I, I heard you say some of those things before, and for the space I'm in today, it feels like I'm hearing some of that stuff for the first time, which is, Neat, because I I know in in my brain I have um, a recollection of it, but the meaning and understanding of it feels more authentic today.
2: Mm. Building the brain um, cells.
1: Yeah, it's a great point That's because what it's all when about. I um, when I so I went to the um, Kinkos and I got the laminated sheets and I came home on a Monday night completely at peace. And then I'm like, well, let me try out these worksheets before group so that, you know, we'll see how they how they flow. And I'm like, I don't want to do a worksheet because I don't have anything feeling like it's up. And it's like I want to do a worksheet more than I wanted to not get something up, so to say. Or more or want to do a worksheet more than I wanted to stay peaceful. So I did it. And you know, in ten minutes I was crying and I thought, My God, that stuff's always there. I mean I know it is, but then it was like Experientially, sure enough, you're going through a piece, and if you just randomly pick a thing, it doesn't matter what the topic, you can find a tendril connecting to something. At least genie
2: has a Jeannie has a section on the website, and I'm not sure what button it's under. Maybe she'll recall that is uh, uh, topics for people who believe they have no worksheets to do. When yeah, that's Oh,
1: yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. When, so Jeannie
2: says... When you, yeah, when you hit the bullseye and go to the worksheet page in that listing, there's a, a little dissertation for people who say, and I, we hear this all, well, I don't have any, well, will, who could do I have five issues to do worksheets on a day? It's like, right, let me touch the hem of your garment.
0: <laughs> so
1: um, one of your support group, uh, I think is on the phone, it's, it's a 417 area code.
2: Four one seven you're on the air. Give us the name. Where are you calling from?
5: This is Julie.
2: Well hey there, young lady. How are you?
5: I'm fine. I'm fine. I um I have a, a little information for Michelle on the hawks. I I think that um the uh different people that have problems with birds of prey and their chickens, they take fish line and they make a uh, fish line crosses you know in their um pen area where the chickens hang out they cross the fish line back and forth so a bird cannot really land and take off it'll hit hit the fish line Got And it. so uh,
1: have you heard of that no i haven't but it makes perfect sense um when you first started i thought you were going to tell me something energy, energetically from like animal speaks about how birds are prey that you know have this energy of something. <laughs> No, it actually works
5: quite well. They they have done it in different parks in Dayton because of you know the pollution with some of the uh, Canadian geese, and so they've actually taken the fish line and and, and they might even use a heavier line um, over the ponds and things like that. And once the birds know that they can land but they can't take off, they just stop landing there. They you know they stop bothering the area.
1: Sweet. Julie, it's nice to hear your voice. Thank you for
5: for that. uh You're welcome. And Michelle, if you want support at all with your worksheet process, you know, I'll be glad to do that. I didn't, you know, ring in for that, but I certainly would like to hear Michael's discussion about what he said in the beginning of the show because that all resonated with me. We had a fantastic support group last night and, um, you know, I went home with some uh, some degree confusion about the worksheet, and of course, I've done for 28 years. But I thought, well, now, what's the most important thing? And I I really like to hear what you had to say again, Michael. That was just tremendous insight, right in line with, you know, like what I was wondering about. And you know, I was going to ask you a question, and uh, so uh, I'd like to hear what you said in the very beginning that your what your insight was, if that's okay.
2: Cool. Of course I never respond intuitively to things like that, but it's just an accident, I'm sure. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: so So and, and maybe Jim's there, maybe he'll join the discussion because he said he was gonna call in, but uh when he he spoke about how he didn't have punishment when he got down to the punishment stage so he go well there's no reason to do a she I have no punishment here And uh the uh the point being that sometimes the whole idea of punishment that we have within us has been so inhibited by those around us who punish us as children that it's hard to get in touch with those things. You know, one of the most common punishment thoughts or what people call non-punishment thoughts is, well, I just want to leave. I just don't want anything to do with them anymore. Well, when I leave somebody, that's actually one of the most terrible forms of punishment that there is. There are actually prisons in this country that are still in operation that are built specifically designed to put people in isolation. I mean, prisons, they thought, oh, this is the solution. We'll put them. And what they found, I mean, statistics and research, what they found is people that they put in isolation over a extended period times go nuts when they're left alone, when they're abandoned, they go literally nuts. And yet we still have a prison system that operates those prisons in this country. It's just amazing. But, that what came to me this morning in my meditation time was that the, the worksheet isn't about working through punishment. Punishment is not a necessary component of the worksheet. And, you know, as we spoke last night, the suggestion to Jim was, rather than I don't have any punishment thoughts, realizing that that's been inhibited, to just put I'm unconscious of it. And that the real purpose of the worksheet is to reclaim our power, that when we blame someone else, we literally take the power that we have and we lock it into the brain cells that are now dissociated from. Then person Z comes along, resonates those brain cells. We build a picture. We construct the reality of them that shows us they've got our power. And when I engage in the forgiveness process, what happens is I'm able to collapse those brain cells and dropping into the dissociated part of the mind where I've hidden my power, I get to reclaim it. I get my power back. It's kind of like kind of like when you play country music backwards, you know? When you play country music backwards, you get your dog back, you get your wife back, you get your kids back, you get your farm back, et cetera, et cetera. So is that? Okay. Is that yeah, kind yeah. of the, the focal point that you were thinking of?
5: Right, that's what I wanted to hear. And then, um, so when when we cancel the goal, because my, I noticed lately my mind's focusing more on the goal. We, when we cancel the goal, then we collapse the whole structure. And then, are you saying at that particular point we will be guided to either the next worksheet or um, guided to? You said something there, too, about, you know, when you collapse it, um, you know, you and if you keep the con, you know conscious, active, present, love, obviously we're strengthening our relationship with Ruka in the worksheet process. But what really happens when we cancel the goal and things collapse?
2: So my take would be that what happens is that, first of all, again, for someone who's not engaged in the discussion previously, just to fill in a few blanks, there's some interesting Harvard research that says that in a time frame where 10,000 brain cells fire, the max amount of information that goes into conscious awareness, the construct, the reality that we see, is nine bits. So a very tiny, minuscule amount of data goes into our perceptual constructs. The majority of material is lying underneath hidden at an unconscious level you know according to psychology it's pretty much agreed 90 to 95 percent of our mental processes are unconscious so i have this conscious picture that shows me that you're the problem in my life you made me mad you made me sad or you made me happy same thing if I think you made me happy, then I recognize or when I understand how the mind works, I see that what drives perception, what drives these constructs is my goals. So when I look at the goal that I hold, i.e., you were supposed to deliver that million dollars to me yesterday and you didn't and you really made me angry. When I cancel that goal, what's happening and, and you know, Canceling goals is the hardest part in the whole process to understand because it seems ridiculous until you understand how the mind works and you see that. Oh, goal driver. The goal drives perception, it causes the mind to use certain data. So if you come along and resonate the part of my mind that's feeling hopeless and helpless and that I'm powerless, my powers lock into those brain cells. When I cancel my goal for you to deliver that million dollars to me, that whole hopeless, helpless construct collapses. And as it collapses in on itself, I'm able to bring that hidden part of my mind that holds my power forward. And when that hidden part of my mind is exposed to conscious, active, present love, my power is liberated from those brain cells, and I get it back. And usually, you know, these are these are constructs that happen over a period of decades and decades and generations and generations. So, you know, when they said to Yeshua, how many worksheets do we have to do? Is seven enough? His answer in Aramaic was no, 77 times 70. Around any given issue, you're going to recapture, you know, a, a little piece of it here and another piece of it here and another piece of it there. The ancient scriptures talked about strength to strength, here a little there a little, and so we get to move from strength to strength and peel off energetically the the place in the mind where we've hidden our power, the part of mind where we've hidden our power, and liberate you know maybe one one millionth of our power from that particular issue. Then tomorrow somebody else shows up and I'm feeling hopeless and helpless, and I cancel my goal for them to you know take care of my dog. And when I cancel that goal, I drop in and I clear off another one one millionth. That's why Yeshua said 77 times 70, and and, and literally he wasn't talking about a number. You know, I I suspect that these guys who were fishermen weren't standing around trying to multiply or multiplying out 77 times 70, but but rather he was saying, you'll do it's a metaphorical number, you'll do an infinite amount of work until you've cleaned up your mind around that issue. And you'll do it one piece at a time. And so If when I was two, I got into this situation with my power person, you trigger it today, when I cancel it, I'll get the little piece of my power back that I hid away in my brain's image of my power person who didn't take me for ice cream and I was upset. And then tomorrow when somebody else comes along and I cancel that goal, I collapse in and bring love there, then I get another little piece back, another little piece. And over a period of years, that just transforms everything. That makes sense?
5: Yes, yes, it makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Well cool. I was well, just noticing Well, thank you. I was just noticing that when I was doing my worksheets, it used to be in the past and of course I've done twenty eight years of worksheets and it used to be in the past that I would just get resonated. And I really wouldn't know what my goal was. I just know that I was feeling uncomfortable. And so then I would just go with the trigger and so on and, and work myself down to, you know, what the goal was. And oftentimes, you know, the goal was not clear. But now it seems like as the years that go by of doing worksheets, the goal is a little bit more clear, and then I can go there. And that's kind of like what Jeannie's talking about, backing into so, it. So it just looks like I'm in a different
1: place.
2: Yeah, and it's a, again, it's a, it's a set of it's building a set of skills. Uh, you know, to me, something that has probably rarely, if ever, been conceived of on planet Earth, and not likely in perhaps thousands of years in any one of our bloodlines, is developing the skill of being able to drop into the hidden parts of our minds, of our genes. Decode the information that's there, and scoop in and remove it. That's a skill set, and you know I, I you've heard me many times before. And the the perfect story about this to to illustrate that it takes practice, practice, practice is the story that I tell about Graham Michael J's uh, computer teacher, and how I had bought a computer company that, that manufactured it. I get it online with technical support because when I get it something doesn't work and they could walk me through this and this and this and they can't fix it so they ask me to send it back. I send it back, I plug it back in, same problem. I call them more technical support, send it back. I send it back twice and it just doesn't work when I get it back the second time. So I finally called Graham who, you know, he's he was so involved in in all his businesses that he didn't have much time, so I didn't like to bug him. But I called him and I said, "Graham, I've got this problem with this computer, and I need help." Graham is a former NASA computer scientist, owned a computer school. Unfortunately, he's passed away now. But um, I called Graham. I said, "You know, I got this crazy computer. I can't fix it. And I don't know. I don't know what to do." He said, "Well, here today, I'm going to see prompts and type this string of characters in." So I type in what he tells me to type in. And he says, now hit a return, and what does it say? So I tell him what it says. He says, okay, type this string of characters in. What does it say? And I tell him what it says. He says, okay, type this in, hit a return, you're done, it's fixed. And it was like, man, mm-hmm. hey, you've got to be kidding me. But you no, know, here's a guy who's a former NASA computer scientist. I mean, he spent decades doing nothing but focusing on skill building with computers. And and when you think about it, it's such a perfect analogy because. You know, whether we've got a Mac computer or an IBM, we're working with an operating system built by geniuses over a period of 60 to 65 years. So pretty short-term and pretty simple operating system compared to the human operating system that has developed in ourselves over a period of thousands of years. Why are you going to have to do some skill building so that when you come across the big major issue in your life, you've got the strength to do it? Because if you don't have the skills to do delve into your own operating system, which has taken thousands of generations to develop and has had the input of some of the worst morons and the most uh, outrageous, um, unsuccessful, traumatized people. And I'm talking about the history of all of us. We've all got that in our genes, which is our operating system. If we're not willing to take the time to, to drop into that operating system and build the skill, then when the hostility of fear comes up, we're going to be stuck and not be able to change it because we don't have the skills. And and it's the ongoing daily work, as we pointed out in the support group last night, that empowers us to do the skill building.
5: You, you know, I I'll, I'll share something that happened with my cats, and this is a, probably a good example of that. Once in a while, my cats – um jump on each other and they do have the ability probably to hurt because of their claws and their biting and my one cat seems to think that she's the alpha cat and so anyway she jumped on the other one and i grabbed her and i could i could feel my hand reaching back like if i was going to hit her you know and um i was directed to immediately stop and it was, like, such a wonderful moment because I was directed in a different way to do a different behavior, and I just felt so blessed because, you know, obviously, you know, I was hit as a child, and and I really have been very, very kind to these cats, but I was triggered. And I noticed that, I said, gee, that's my worksheets. That's the result of setting up a different personal code. And I actually apologized to the cat and, you know, talked to the cats, all of them at that particular moment. And I was uh, realizing that I was in a moment of healing myself and seeing the result of it.
2: Right on track. And, you know, my uh, interpretation of that would be that carbon-based memory had its instant resonance and, you know, and, and it – guides behavior and power person dynamic kicks in and I do what my power person did that I hated the most when I'm in that stress and having developed a relationship with that literal elemental force in us that does the effects of errors and teaches us the truth and awakening to the truth of being that would never hit anything or anybody that's Mm -hmm. that's your work that's that's your fruit that's pretty awesome
5: it was it was an awesome moment I mean I I felt the joy and the the connection to source at that moment, and I felt the gratitude for the guidance too. You know, I mean, really, it was awesome. it was just great, nice. It was a good uh, way to see the outcome, a desired outcome.
2: Yay! Powerful. Yeah. Anyway.
5: Yeah, and what you're saying to me, what your insight was, you know, because after our, you know, our gathering last night, which was absolutely fantastic, um, I think anybody should come and join Heartland's team this year. I think it would be absolutely wonderful and we'd have lots of fun. But anyway, last night and then your insight this morning to me is extremely important and extremely powerful. And I hope Jim does call in. There's some time, so I'll get off, off the line
4: okay fabulous
2: and and you're right, the team is really sweet. uh, we've got Scott who's there, you know Stewart was here and got some awesome work done with Scott in painting and then uh scott uh, Stewart has uh headed on to uh Mexico to get some work done on his teeth. He had a, a dental emergency, so he's uh He's gone to take it up, and Scott's there, and actually, when we left there uh, 45 minutes ago, Scott was uh, on the front of our house doing uh, that green trim, which is, you know, all the buildings are just looking really, really spiffy, really huge upgrade. And so Scott's there, and on the 1st, within just a few days, we have a young lady who's going to be arriving, who really interesting person. Uh, if you look up, uh, there's a, d I'm don't remember the name of her film but she created a film on stopping fracking in the country. If you're not familiar with fracking, it's uh, when they take uh, uh, machinery and they drill holes in the earth and they force water in and they shake the earth up and force gas pockets to break loose and it totally destroys the water aquifer and just does a lot of huge amounts of damage. Uh, But anyway, she created a film on that and has a company that she's created on dealing with that, and she's taking a sabbatical. So she's going to come and spend
4: uh,
2: the next month at Heartland, maybe longer, but the next month at least. So that's pretty sweet and pretty cool. Uh, And uh, so if anybody, if you're ready, take your work to the next level. We've got uh, lots of projects happening. We're working on some writing and upgrading our social media skills. So if you've got some of those skills and you want to come and spend some time taking your work to the next level, we have programs that uh, are work support programs, which are exchanges for the time frame of the time that you're there working and you know housed and fed, and, uh, and then an intensive is included in that package. And we have, which Scott is stepping into, a, a two-year program where people are with us for two years going to depth in, in the brushes and using the tools. So it is a pretty sweet space, and... Uh, some uh, some good stuff happening, and, and I think it's just going to grow from here. So, so if anybody wants to join us for that and drop us an email, you can go to whyagain.org, and there's a link there that uh, will take you to Jeannie and drop us an email. We'll have a conversation. Give us a phone call, and let's have a conversation about uh, what time you want to come and spend there. So, Michelle, uh, we're like, down okay. to the last few minutes.
4: Can we have uh, yeah, a I hand know. up by chance?
1: Yeah, you know I um, turned the mute or the mic on for area code four one seven two seven three, and then I got some uh, feedback echo. So they're listening, uh, maybe on the computer as well. So I think this might be one of your um, group members, but love we'll to watch the sound.
4: Um, Was it
2: a four nine one or four eight three eight?
1: Yeah, four eight three eight.
2: Okay, so if anybody wants to be in the support group, that would be the number to call, 417-273-4838. And, yes, that would be Jim. So, Jim, uh, maybe if you dial in again or push one again, we'll see what happens.
1: He's here, Um, Michael. Jim, do you hear us? Uh,
4: I hear you fine. I don't hear the noise that you're referring to. There's nothing going on in my background here. Okay, well, you're coming through loud and clear, Jim. What's on your mind? (laughs) <laughs> Besides carbon? <laughs> well, there you, we go. A, there you go. In more ways <laughs> than one, a, right? We had a great support group meeting, and for those of you out there that are new to the work, or actually especially for those of you that are not new to the work, which not new to the work, Julie, who just was on the phone, uh, on, the, on the call, rather, introduced me to the work in 1989, so I'm, I'm not a neophyte. And to my surprise last night, Michael passed out a sheet which is the codependence to interdependence worksheet. And when I got the sheet my first thought was, Oh, I've seen this before. This really doesn't do much for me and so I'll participate. There wasn't a lot of enthusiasm on my part. And we had- uh, this isn't going to mean anything to folks who haven't seen this before, but I'm going to go through it quickly. Uh, part of the process is to write down your punishment. Thought. So I had listed five different people in my life who had wronged me and what I wanted to do to them in terms of punishment. And I wrote the same thing for all of them. Uh, and it was three words, tell them off. And uh, I, I wrote that because I couldn't think of a punishment. Thought. And, all the worksheets I've done over the years, and I I took a a long break from doing the worksheets, and I have not committed to doing five a day, admittedly, and got to the reason why, or the cause, or uh, what my mind told me as to why I wasn't committing to five a day. Uh, And it was because when I got to the punishment thought, where it says my punishment thought for that person or for for myself, myself, I could never think of a punishment thought. And so what my mind told me as a rationale was that, well, if I don't have a punishment thought, uh, I must not have an issue with these people, with this person, whether it was my father or my brother or whoever, a coworker. worker uh, So that was what my mind told me, the false evidence that my mind gave me that the worksheet was not really necessary. And what I got last night from Michael, And, uh, well, let me back up a little bit. When I was growing up, in our house, you weren't allowed to show your emotions. Uh, You weren't allowed to get angry. Uh, And if you did, my mother would run around closing the window so the neighbors didn't hear. So this was something that was disgraceful to show your, my word, not theirs, but uh, and maybe it was their word, I don't know. But anyway, so that was the background, the history. What Michael helped see last night, he pointed out that, it wasn't safe for me to have a punishment thought. And so if I've got a false belief that it's for me to have a punishment thought, uh, I go unconscious when that question arises on the worksheet. What Michael suggested, and, and I really, really got it, was that I want to write down there in that line is, If you can't think of a punisher's thought, just acknowledge the fact that you've gone unconscious. And then Magda chimed in with the fact that, uh, you know, it's trusting the worksheet process. And I admitted right there to her. I said, you know what, I have trusted it. Uh, I've had uh, good success with worksheets when I've had an issue up and I've done a worksheet, but I've never done them as a... uh, uh, as a prophylaxis, as it were, uh, and, and Michael pointed out, well, this is, you do five worksheets a day so that you build the brain cells, just like lift weights, you don't start out by lifting a 500-pound weight, you start out with whatever you can handle and then build up gradually, and and so... In five worksheets a day, I just see that in a very, very different light now in that it's exercise. It's exercise for my soul, my mind, to be able to uh, be in the right place quickly. Uh, and, it, and it's an example of what Julie just shared about the cat. You know, uh, it was as a result of her doing worksheets, the place where she was able to memory and not react out of a hostility they filter but rather react out of love so uh, I wanna thank everybody that was at the support group meeting last night and just uh reiterate what Michael just said Anybody out there that uh, would like to come and join us this group is is growing uh and emotionally and spiritually. And uh I am blessed to be here. And I thank Michael and Magda and Julie and Patrick, Scott, and uh and Chuck who were all at the meeting last night. And if I forgot oh, Jeannie. Like how could I forget you, Jeannie? Sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was just a new awareness. It was uh a new trick to an old dog. And I'm complete and I thank you again. Lots of love.
2: Awesome, awesome. Thanks for standing and willingness. And uh, just one, one little refinement there because what um, what Julie described, of course, is a reaction. And you look at somebody says, "How did you react?" You break that word down. How did you redo an action done previously? When we do our work, it empowers us rather than reacting to act. So instead of Redoing an old action, when we're standing in love, we will always be conscious creators and consciously act. There will be no reaction left. And every situation, when we're tapped into that space, every situation will be a live situation. And, you know, an event that happened yesterday, I may act one way, And I may be in what seems to be exactly the same circumstances today, and my action may be totally different. But the the other idea of the whole process is to get to the point where you are a conscious creator, a conscious actor, and you consciously choose to act in every situation. And, you know, In in every circumstance, the guidance will be different. So the act may change from today to tomorrow to the next day, where when we're reacting, the reaction is always the same. It's always just playing out the same old stuff. So it's developing the brain cells to really function out of conscious creation and action. And it's uh, it's pretty awesome to do that. So we are uh, blessed and honored for everybody that chooses to be part of the process. Tim, do you have any thoughts? We're down to about two minutes, but do you have any thoughts on that whole idea of um, of uh, the idea of reclaiming power?
1: Tim signed uh, off today uh, oh, at okay. this point,
2: My- <laughs> Well, how about you, young lady? Any thoughts on that, uh, that whole, it seems to have kind of been the theme of the show, is the, the reclamation of power, is, your real true power is an ability to create, is the the uh, purpose of the worksheet. And uh, maybe you got a thought or two to share with us before we close the show up.
1: Michael, you know, um, today's discussion, I'm walking away very inspired, and it feels like a renewed sense of excitement about the work. Um, there's something very think, about reclaiming um, power and I thought to myself when you were saying it, it would be a good way to present it to clients who maybe aren't um, understanding the spirituality piece maybe, or the love piece but maybe want to you know, get that um, connected source, like use in business or something and so that may be a better language to reach that kind of person so that's why I like
2: that.
5: reclaiming balance. I agree yeah.
2: Sounds right on track. And it sounds like you got the voice of your accountability partner right there in the background. I think I just heard Julie. And uh, us, well, so you know what? I'm
1: definitely going to accept Julie's um, help. And then Erica, who's part of Tim's support group in Illinois area, um, also extended a handout. We've been getting studies for a year. And interestingly, cool. um, I'm headed to Illinois this week, so I'm going to uh, meet her in person.
2: Awesome. Very cool. Well tell her we said hello Ask her if you would Uh, I had left her a message a few days ago If she could give me a call when she's got a chance I'd love to hear from her And uh, we're down to the last minute or so So we'll just say if you're ready to take your work to the next level Heartland's there Uh, There is room for a couple more folks on the support team For the winter, for a year, for two years For 60 days, for whatever time period fits, we'll be glad to work with you. If you're ready to do an intensive, you can look at our summer schedule for next summer at Heartland. It's posted on the website under flyers. And also uh, in February, if you're especially up there in that cold, icy stuff when winter comes, February 1st to uh, March the 5th, 4th, we'll be doing two intensives, a codependence to interdependence communication practicum and a... uh, Laws of living intensive. So come and join us. Create the best year yet of your eternal life. It's an awesome gift to give the world. Blessings.
0: Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Doctor Michael Rice and his wife Jeannie, who present the internal Aramaic process of forgiveness. Michael and Jeannie are here every Monday through Friday. On Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.yagain.com. That's www.whyagain.com. .com.